In the spring of that wonderful year, I was in Beirut. The gardens were full of Nissan flowers, and the earth was carpeted with green grass, and like a secret of earth revealed to heaven. The orange and apple trees, looking like houris or brides sent by nature to inspire poets and excite the imagination, were wearing white garments of perfumed blossoms. Spring is beautiful everywhere, but it is most beautiful in Lebanon. It is a spirit that roams round the earth, but hovers over Lebanon, conversing with kings and prophets, singing with the rivers the songs of Solomon, and repeating with the holy cedars of Lebanon the memory of ancient glory. Beirut, free from the mud of winter and the dust of summer, is like a bride in the spring, or like a mermaid sitting on the side of a brook, drying her smooth skin in the rays of the sun. One day, in the month of Nisan, I went to visit a friend whose home was at some distance from the glamorous city. As we were conversing, a dignified man of about sixty-five entered the house. As I rose to greet him, my friend introduced him to me as Faris Afandi Karami, and then gave him my name with flattering words. The old man looked at me a moment, touching his forehead with the ends of his fingers, as if he were trying to regain his memory. Then he smilingly approached me, saying, You are the son of a very dear friend of mine, and I am happy to see that friend in your person. Much affected by his words, I was attracted to him like a bird, whose instinct leads him to his nest before the coming of the tempest. As we sat down, he told us about his friendship with my father, recalling the time which they spent together. An old man likes to return in memory to the days of his youth, like a stranger who longs to go back to his own country. He delights to tell stories of the past, like a poet who takes pleasure in reciting his best poem. He lives spiritually in the past, because the present passes swiftly, and the future seems to him an approach to the oblivion of the grave. An hour full of old memories passed like the shadows of the trees over the grass. When Faris Afandi started to leave, he put his left hand on my shoulder and shook my right hand, saying, I have not seen your father for twenty years. I hope you will take his place in frequent visits to my house. I promised gratefully to do my duty towards a dear friend of my father. Then the old man left the house. I asked my friend to tell me more about him. He said, I do not know any other man in Beirut whose wealth has made him kind and whose kindness has made him wealthy. He is one of the few who come to this world and leave it without harming anyone. For people of that kind are usually miserable and oppressed because they are not clever enough to save themselves from the crookedness of others. Fali Safandi has one daughter whose character is similar to his and whose beauty and gracefulness are beyond description, and she will also be miserable because her father's wealth is placing her already at the edge of a horrible precipice. As he uttered these words, I noticed that his face clouded. Then he continued, Faris Afandi is a good man with a noble heart, but he lacks willpower. People lead him like a blind man. His daughter obeys him in spite of her pride and intelligence, and this is the secret which lurks in the life of father and daughter. This secret was discovered by an evil man who is a bishop, and whose wickedness hides in the shadow of his gospel. He makes the people believe that he is kind and noble. He is the head of religion in this land of the religions. 
The people obey and worship him. He leads them like a flock of lambs to the slaughterhouse. This bishop has a nephew who is full of hatefulness and corruption. The day will come, sooner or later, when he will place his nephew on his right and Faris Afandi's daughter on his left, and holding with his evil hand the wreath of matrimony over their heads, will tie a pure virgin to a filthy degenerate, placing the heart of the day in the bosom of the night. That is all I can tell you about Faris Afandi and his daughter, so do not ask me any more questions. Saying this, he turned his head toward the window as if he were trying to solve the problems of human existence by concentrating on the beauty of the universe. 